Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deck. And most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Enough about us. Part two. Yeah. And this is one of those part twos uh, where you do not have to immediately stop and listen to part one if you want. We can give you the quick and dirty gist right now. You see, uh, a while back, back in the day, our brain trust which is a very highfalutin name for us, uh, we decided that we wanted to go legit and get an actual call-in number, which I think was a, I don't know about you guys, but it was always kind of a childhood dream of mine. Yeah, I mean, we were doing the call-in show, it's just not live. And it was definitely a dream of mine to do a live call-in show. Yeah, we'll get there one day, man. Well, it's tough in the podcast space, as they like to call it, because, mm-hmm. you know, we record these weeks out, so we'd have to let people know when we're recording, and then they'd have to sync up. I guess it could be done, but this is the next best way of doing it, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it becomes that Mr. Show sketch where it's yes, the... <laughs> yes, the pre-recorded college show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 
Uh, we're we're a little bit like that. Maybe you know who knows. Maybe one day we'll do a live call in show. Uh, let us know if you think that's a cool idea, or if you think it's the worst idea we've ever had. Seems pretty terrible. <laughs> we've had some stinkers, uh, but it's true. We created a call in number, and if you want to call the number while you're listening to today's episode, feel free to do so. The number is one eight three three. S-T-D-W-Y-T-K. That's S-T-D-W-Y-T-K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, so as we often say, the best part of this show is you and your fellow listeners. We give that a lot of lip service. But as we said in our previous episode, we like to put our money where our mouths are. Yep, mouths are. Our collective mouth. Our collective <laughs> mouth, yeah. The dastardly mouths are. <laughs> the mouths are, I like that. I like not to be confused with the nasal emperor, right? <laughs> it always seems this is so unrelated, you guys, but uh, a long time ago, one of my friends made an observation, at least in, in U.S. politics. Uh, they said whenever someone is appointed the czar of something mm-hmm. in the U.S. Because remember, we used to be just – rife with czars, overflowing with people who are czars of things. Uh, they told me that that was always a sign the policy was sinking and they were looking for a scapegoat. Oh. And I, I don't want to ruin the illusion by Googling this and finding several successful czars, which I'm sure yeah. are out there, at least in the U.S. sense. And then maybe not so much in Russia. I also like successful czar. <laughs> successful czar. So what we would like to do today is continue – uh, continue responding to some of these excellent and candidly some of these very strange messages that you and your fellow listeners have left for us. Like the following. Guys, listen, I need you to investigate why China keeps sending people random packages from Amazon. I don't know. I know you guys are on Reddit. I know you noticed it. They keep sending people random packages for no reason. And it seems like what Reddit says is that they're doing it so they boost their numbers and get verified on Amazon. I saw a post on Reddit the other day where a guy got nipple covers, guys. A guy got nipple covers randomly sent to him from China with no explanation. We need to investigate. It's a conspiracy. Thank you. Uh, just so everyone knows, that was an anonymous call. It sounds like my friend Brad, but I don't think it is. You can, you can neither confirm nor deny that that is Brad. I don't, th- I don't think it is, but it sounded like somebody doing a Brad impression doing an impression of somebody else. So you can neither Brad firm nor Brad deny that, right? <laughs> Correct. So, yeah, I, I also wondered if it was uh, someone who was playing with their voice a little bit. Yeah. But this is a really interesting uh, topic. It's something that I was not aware of. Were you guys aware of this beforehand? I honestly thought it was a joke. I did too. Yeah. And, you know, the guy took a bit of a joking tone. Yes. So, uh, and also the whole nipple covers thing. It was an emotional <laughs> roller coaster. Very much so. Um, and, you know, the the uh, the uh, scientific term for nipple covers, I believe, is pasties. Uh, <laughs> right, yes. right. And uh, we, should, we should endeavor to uh, cleave closely to the realm of science, especially in the world of n- nipple coverings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was one of my favorite lines in that message as well because at first he said, they're mailing nipple covers to this guy. And I thought, well, you know, let, let him do what he wants. As though the conspiracy were specifically nipple cover centric. Right. right. But instead it's that he was not asking for these, which I think is a totally different realm. And as it turns out, a lot of other people, a lot, a lot, and we'll get into that in a second, have been receiving 
things that they did not ask for. Everything from nipple covers to shredded newspaper and cardboard pieces. Toilet to paper. Toilet paper mm-hmm. or hair scrunchies. In yeah. one particular case that we found in an article from Forbes by Wade Shepard t- titled, Americans are receiving unordered parcels from Chinese e-criminals and can't do anything to stop them. <laughs> So this may remind some of us of our previous conversation about unsolicited magazine subscriptions, which, spoiler alert, we do have a great explanation for that. Is it going to show up in this episode or is it a future episode? What do you guys think? I think it's likely we might hear from it in this episode, but don't hold us to that. Okay. All right. No promises. But there is an answer. A solution exists. And this practice – is real. You are absolutely correct, caller, and thank you for hipping us to this. The term that is being thrown around a lot now is empty package scalping, right? Yeah. It's this really weird phenomenon where you'll get a package that has your real name on it, has your real address on it, has all of your info like you would normally be receiving a package, but it comes from China most of the time, most of the time, and it's shipped literally from China to you. It's not like it's a Chinese uh, manufacturer or something that has a distributor somewhere within the United States. It is they're sending packages all the way over to the U.S. Uh, and to other countries as well. Um, it's very odd and it has something to do with the personal information, specifically addresses and names of people being either uh, leaked to or taken uh, by some of these more unscrupulous e-commerce companies. There's a couple of loophole elements to this story. First and foremost, I think – well, now, they're, they're, that's not first and foremost. They're equally ranked and equally strange. Um, the United States Postal Service actually gives the Chinese a subsidized postal rate, which allows them to ship these packages and not have to worry so much about eating the cost. And there's a reason they're shipping these packages that I, w- I would argue is more nefarious than giving the Chinese people a bit of a free ride, as an article also by Wade Shepard on Forbes refers to this practice as. Uh, Chinese businesses, just to be clear, right? Yes, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. Excuse me. Not yes, like everyone no, in not China. Not everybody. It's, yeah. a, it's a bundled thing that, that businesses have access to, right? Yes, and it has to do with an algorithm of all things. Uh, these, It's basically something that these – Major e-commerce sites all use and its rankings amongst themselves essentially and it has to do with the number of packages sent. That's one of the main metrics that are looked at. So the more packages one site sends over another, the higher ranked they are going to be. And what's one way to game that system? Send a bunch of trash to a bunch of people. (laughs) Volume, baby. We're operating at scale. Yeah, it's it's correct. It's – it's tricking the online retailers. We have Amazon here. It's very, very popular. In China, there's Alibaba and Taobao, which I'm probably mispronouncing. And it's exactly as you were explaining it, Matt. They're gaming this algorithm. They are not trying to scam or harm you in most cases if it's this empty package scalping. Instead, they're trying to make it look like they're more of a player than they may actually be. B, the logic being that customers are able to see that a retailer is making a lot of sales and then therefore they seem more trustworthy. They seem more likely to deliver something of value. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're looking online and you can buy, uh, you can buy lint rollers, 
case of 12 lint rollers or whatever, and uh, you have two companies you can buy them from, you'll probably go for the company that has sold these hundreds of times. And it actually goes even further than that where you are able to get verified. Like it's sort of mm-hmm. like being verified on Twitter as like this actually is Lindsay Lohan or Ben Bolan or Matt Frederick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's huge because then you know that you're dealing with the genuine article and people uh, – that's a very sought-after status um, and it very much is in the e-commerce world as well. And there's a thing too. Alibaba has an um, an international wing called AliExpress mm-hmm. and that's largely it seems how some of these folks are getting on these mailing lists is by placing legitimate orders on these services and then they end up in the system. And this practice is referred to as brushing and there are actually – companies that specifically do this, sort of like click farms or whatever, this is very similar to that. Whoa. This is so odd to me. Okay, let's let's jump to that article again from Forbes where they're specifically talking about brushing and this tactic. And uh, they state here that there was a team of researchers from, what was it, uh, College of William and Mary? That's right. And they were tracking sales of four, over 4,000 sellers. And they all of these sellers were using this brushing method, and, or at least some of them, I guess. And they were noticing that people using this method were able to raise their rankings, this is a quote here, up to 10 times faster than they could via legitimate means, which, uh, you know, unless it's illegal – then I don't see why these companies would not do this. And here's the thing. It is illegal in China, and also it's illegal in the United States. But since the shipment is happening internationally from China to the United States, it would require, like, extraditing these uh, organizations to the United States to prosecute them under U.S. law. Yeah. And I guess once it leaves Chinese jurisdiction, they don't have any control over it anymore. Well, and agreed. Check this out. Let's imagine, Ben, that you received one of these packages. It's just got mail. It's just got extra bubble packaging inside of it. That's it. That's all it's got. Um, Do you go to some authority? To the police, to the State Department, do you go like, guys, I got this package full of nothing and it's really important and I need you to wrap me up in some legal thing yeah. uh, and take time out of my life to do this? But surely – well, that's the thing though. Like you could you could complain about a shipment that was wrong if you actually made the shipment to AliExpress or whatever. But if you weren't a customer at all, you don't even have a recourse to complain about a thing that you didn't order, right? Well, here's another aspect. The Chinese brushers, for lack of a better phrase, are also impersonating the people who are supposed to be receiving these packages in some in some situations. And they're impersonating them not to dox them, not to steal their credit card or financial information. They're impersonating them purely to leave reviews for these products, and in the case of Heaven McGeehan from Pennsylvania, uh, who was shipped the scrunchies, I believe, the reviews that were written under her profile have nothing to do with scrunchies. They're uh-huh. reviewing something else, the thing they want to be known for being good purveyors of. Wow, wow. Okay. So is this a conspiracy? I mean, I think it is. And, and, and here's the thing. This is why it's probably not going to change unless somebody uh, really, really points it out, say like, I don't know, a, Prominent conspiracy podcast. <laughs> I'm just joking. Do you mean like the Joe Rogan experience? Yeah, yeah. Like if Joe Rogan talks about it, maybe. Joe, come on. Get on this. Uh, check this out. Remember that William & Mary study from 2015 that uh-huh. tracked the over 4,000 people? They found that there's very – there's not much of a risk at all to the actual sellers, like the smaller sellers that are doing this. They found that only 89 out of the 4,000 plus um, sellers – were actually penalized in any way. It's like 2.2%. Yeah. 
so it's not going to change. This is just an easy way to do it. You take the risk and and you raise your ranking so you can make legitimate sales. And then there are a couple of other different forms of this. First, I completely agree it's a conspiracy. It's a textbook definition. People are cooperating in secret to pull the wool over some other group's eyes. Some of the brushing just involves bots. It's automated. Some of it uh, will hinge more on hiring people, like we said earlier, mm-hmm. like a bot farm, hiring people to buy these products and then leave reviews. And then the other one, the one we've been talking about, hacking otherwise legitimate accounts. It's a very, it's a very strange hustle. And as long as no one's being hurt, it's I mean, it's clearly fraud. Yeah. But but they're not shipping anthrax. They're not stealing people's. It's weird because they're stealing their identities in many yeah. cases, but they're not stealing their money. But are some of these read these online retail retailers in China kind of notorious for having counterfeit products as oh, well? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So wouldn't you think that maybe some of the company or the you know the sellers that are trying to up their status might through illegal means might also be. Conducting business illegally in the first place? We cannot prove no. or deny mm-hmm. that right now at this moment. It is uh, the Schrodinger's package. <laughs> there we go. That's nice. And we could, also, we could also go a step further and say the people that are the ultimate marks of this con, the people who are you know, a business in China or a, another consumer who says, I'm going to go with this trusted company that shipped hundreds of thousands – of these lint rollers or whatever, those are going to be the ultimate victims, right? And it's quite possible that they would get some kind of counterfeit uh, substandard yeah, thing. a substandard lint roller. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, it, it leaves more lint. Yeah, exactly. It actually just rolls the lint out. On. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Or, heaven forbid, some kind of second-rate nipple covers. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. The, yeah, some the kind of, it'd be war, wardrobe malfunctions happening left and right. The shame, the ignominy. You can't go back to Dave and Buster's if you show up with some busted nipple covers. You haven't even mentioned the chafing. Oh, the <laughs> chafing. So there's also another thing that we should mention here, and that's when you receive unsolicited mail, of course, as you said, Matt, who's, most people aren't going to take the time out of their day to go back to the post office and say, <laughs> this is not my case of scrunchies. How dare you? My address is not to be trifled with. Uh, But it's worth looking into and being aware of what hits your mailbox, your doorstep, or your P.O. box because it can be used uh, by someone else. You might accidentally be on the receiving end of some drugs from the Silk Road. You don't know. You don't know. It goes to your address. It doesn't have your name on it. Just don't open it. What's the law there, though? I've always wondered that. Like, if someone does send you something that's illegal and it comes to your address, but it's not addressed to you as an individual, are you liable for something someone sends to your address? I guess it depends. We're not lawyers, but it depends yeah. uh, largely on whether or not you open it. Because if you open mail that's addressed to someone else, uh, it is a crime. Yeah, but what if it is addressed to you? Huh? Hmm. Huh? Okay. Entrapment. We we need to probably move on, but I got it. One one last thing I sure, want to add sure, is sure. I once received a jeans jacket in the mail from Levi as a gift. Oh, I remember this from yeah. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, what? and I have and I have no idea why uh, it it was uh, postmarked from a place that I had been at an event in uh, Durham, and 
but I, I, I have no idea why I got this jacket. And it was too small. So I tried to fill out the form to, like, get what? a replacement because it was addressed to me. And there was, like, a way of, like, filling out a mm. gift return thing. But I, I, And I sent it back in the mail hoping they would send me the right size. And I never got the right size. So I don't know what that oh, was man. about. That was probably my friend Kane. I think he uh, ran her campaign there for a little while. Oh, really? Yeah. And he was randomly sending people denim just classic, to, yeah. classic cane. I mean, good guy. He he likes sending denim to to people. I mean, who doesn't like a free denim jacket? It was yeah. a black denim trucker jacket. It was super cool. I'm really bummed wow. that it wasn't the right size. Man, I'm sorry. That's how she lost the vote, huh? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> you know how uh, the the biggest victim in all of this, though, who's that? It's Mother Earth. Think of all the waste mm-hmm. that's being generated by this practice. Absolutely. Because um, the Heaven McGeehan from the Forbes article, uh, I believe, received um, dozens of these shipments. Well, so you got to yeah. wonder how are they picking their – how are they placing their bets, you know? Because they have to know that if they send too many to one address, they're much more likely to – Raise the red flag. There's probably a scout thing too. You send a couple first, and then if those don't get reported, it's Katie bar the door. Uh, for anyone else who wants to read more on this, there's an excellent Wall Street Journal article by Jillian Wong. Uh, there are also anonymous caller. You are correct. There's some great Reddit threads about mm-hmm. this. What we did not do is establish a timeline. So yeah. this stuff goes back to 2013. 2013, yeah, probably before. Yeah, uh, it really blew up when it was reported by the Beijing News. Um, yeah, a number of years ago. So this has been going on for a while. Just be careful. I, you know, I feel like we can we can end it on that. Like, okay. if, if a package shows up at your door and it doesn't have your name on it, and it's not an Ipsy, so like it definitely is not in some kind of Pink bubble wrap. It looks all pretty. <laughs> what is an Ipsy? I don't know. Something my wife subscribes to. <laughs> okay. Well, if it is not an Ipsy, you know what, what? No matter what it is, if it doesn't have your name on it, it's a sign from the universe that you should not open this. And even if it does have your name on it, it's a sign from the universe. Just don't open any packages anymore. Never open mail. <laughs> Get an assistant. Have them open all your mail. <laughs> But fascinating, true, and ongoing. If you have had an experience with this, please write to us. Let us know. Uh, You can find us on our usual internet haunts. Or, of course, you can call us one more time, 1-833-STD-WYTK. So what's next? An ad break. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. All right, we're back. Should we listen to another message? Oh, yes, let's. This one comes from another anonymous source. Hi, Ben, Matt, and Noel. I'm calling to tell you a little bit about my job and um, kind of a weird thing that I've noticed. So um, currently I live in the European Union um, and the EU has over the last year gotten new legal EU data protection policies. Now I work for a company called IDG, that's International Data Group, and basically what we do is we call contacts off of our massive database and tell them about our, it's basically um, like market research and lead generation. So like if we have a client like Dell, we'll call a bunch of IT people and say, hey, Bob, you know, here's some stuff from Dell. You want to answer a couple of really creepy, I promise they're not like probing questions. And, you know, so we, that's what I do basically. Um, the reason for my call is that uh, the other day I realized that there's a little loophole um, within our company that basically because of data protection, we're not allowed to enter anyone onto our database unless we've actually spoken to them and gotten their permission, except for in the case that if we can find that information online, then we can add it to our database. So we actually add a lot of people to our database who have never spoken to us, who don't know who we are, 
and, you know, you could not want to be there, but we will go out and find you. Um, and it's actually kind of creepy and shady. But I was just wondering if you guys could do an episode on the new EU um, data protection laws, um, because honestly, like, everybody thinks that they're really, you know, ironclad, but they're actually not. And you can, your data is still not as safe as people think it is. But that's all. I love the show. And thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Okay, well, that's unsettling. <clears throat> so perhaps the call you just heard sounded a little odd, but that's uh, that was Paul's fault. Yep. That was all Paul. <laughs> and thank you, Paul, by the way. And thank you, Paul. <laughs> so this is this is a huge concern. We know that in the years leading up to uh, this new data privacy law, uh, that, that a lot of people were very bully on this. You know, they, they thought this was the next natural step to uh, protect individuals against the huge vacuum cleaner approach that businesses and governments use when it comes to your personal information, right? So it is distressing to hear that uh, maybe this is not – this new law is not all it's cracked up to be, but honestly – is anyone surprised, you know? Yeah, I, not I. Um, a surprise and outrage are different things though, right? Yes. I guess we can all be um, upset that these practices continue to happen. We knew – we've known that this kind of thing, this vacuum approach to data mining, to literally just pulling anything and everything that is available from varying sources – uh, it's been happening for years and we know that some companies who collect a bunch of data just through the use of some platform that they have, some app, some website, mm-hmm. um, a search, perhaps a, a large search browser. Perhaps or, uh, uh, something that lets you use an Omnibox. Yeah. For uh, free with the uh, <laughs> the only thing – the only catch being that they keep every keystroke you type. Yeah. Something like that. Um, we, we know that they've been collecting and sometimes selling that data to third parties and who knows what that third party is going to do with it. Um, and even through lawsuits and everything, those take a lot of time. So <laughs> uh, our information really isn't safe anywhere. And that is illustrated by something that happened recently. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's sort of what happens when a big giant company that's used to doing business as usual is met with a new set of regulations, and then they kind of have to do a bit of a U-turn, um, whether it means finding some of the loopholes, like our caller was talking about, or whether it means that if they kind of keep going the normal course until someone flags them and they, they kind of figure things out as they go. Uh, that seems to kind of be the case with a certain company called Google, who were fined $57 million under the new European data privacy law, which, among other things, is supposed to uh, require companies to get consent, as the caller said her company is technically required to do, and also provide individuals with copies of their personal data, which does seem revolutionary given what we know about the way Facebook has kept these files on people and all of that and the whole stink that came up around that practice. And they're supposed to be able to report any breaches of data 
data within 72 hours. But Google apparently did not meet this obligation for this transparency, and they did not present this information in a transparent fashion that fell in line with these new standards. Uh, Apparently, it required users to use five or six clicks to get the information, so going through a different page, an end-user agreement, or what have you. And the whole point of this um, legislation is to make it more transparent. But as you know, anytime there's new legislation, there's going to be new loopholes, and our caller seems to have hipped us to one. And just to clarify, I think what she's saying is um, if it's out there, whether it's on a, a, an easily accessible non-private Facebook page or whatever, or if maybe you have an old uh, Google business account or something like that with your phone number and name or an address or something like that, then they can use that. If they, it, they, This only really governs kind of cookie-type uh, data mining, right? So like the way it would monitor your browsing habits. But if it's out there on the World Wide Web, able to be accessed by anybody, then it's fair game. I think that's what she's saying. Yeah, and who knows – how much of that information has been placed online somewhere, mm-hmm. even if it's in uh, a dark a dark web corner, not necessarily dark web, the deep web, yeah. uh, just sitting there somewhere and it gets accessed in one way or another. Three things, three huge, crazy, disturbing things in reverse order, in no particular order of importance ascending or descending. But first, the problem with calling some stuff public and some stuff private is that those are goalposts that can move. They are mutable. So it doesn't take uh, too much to decide that in the interest of a public good, information that our generation would consider private should in the future be considered public. So this this is – there's a little bit more leeway than a, it might sound initially. Uh, secondly, I think – I think you hit on the the exact point, Noel. It's something that I have always ardently believed in. Technology outpaces legislation every single time, from the days of ancient civilizations to the civilizations that will be here thousands of years after we are all, you know, stardust and, and weird myths based loosely on our lives. There's uh, there's not a bureaucracy or a government agency yet that is able to, at least for the good of consumers, keep up with technology, right? There are a lot of intelligence agencies that are cutting edge and they're not operating – they're operating in the interest of the state, which is maybe not always the interest of the people living within the state. The the last thing – that I think is is crucial here is that Google also got in trouble because they didn't say why they were taking this data. They mm. were too vague according to um, the, Fran- uh, the French National Data Protection Commission. They were too vague about what they were actually doing with it. And there's a thing – this reminds me of the thing that happens with smartphones. So let's say you get an app, right, a really cool app. And um, if we're sticking with lint rollers, it just tells you where the closest lint roller is, whatever. And to do that, it needs access to your GPS. And then it also requires you to make a profile. It also has, requires you to have the continual uh, internet connection, right, a data connection of some sort. That app, when you when you agree to the terms of service, it may ask you for those things or those requirements and then say, we promise we will never use your information, but then also this agreement can change at any time without notice. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then all it takes is for some other company to purchase that app. And when they purchase that app, they get all the data and they can change the permissions to whatever they wish. This explains a lot. 
Have you guys heard of the concept of the right to be forgotten? Yes, that was the one of the EU uh, changes, right? It, well, it, I think it's I think it's been bandied around for some time mm-hmm. now, yeah. but it is definitely codified in the legislation known as uh, GDPR or General Data Protection Regulation. And it's just the notion that you should be able to request that any information about you on the internet. I, I might be simplifying it a little bit. I think it also. Um, determines how long companies are supposed to hold on to your data once mm-hmm. they've uh, achieved their goal of what they had it for in the first place based on the terms of service that you agreed to, then they should automatically scrub it. But again, technology outpacing legislation. Can you imagine a world where you could you would take the time to go to every place your data might be and send a nice email and say, please, sir, will you erase my stuff? Like how does that – you know? I mean I know there are companies that, that mm-hmm. will supposedly do this for you and erase – stuff, embarrassing stuff off the internet. But even then, it's like a game of whack-a-mole, right? Yeah, it's Pandora's jar, man. You can't put the lid back on. The right to be forgotten is in practice in the EU and in Argentina now. But I think those are the only places that are trying to make a go of it. I'm, I'm in favor of the right to be forgotten. I don't think that's especially surprising, right? Uh, but it's tricky. It touches on some um, some very important things like people who are victims of revenge pornography. You know, the right to be forgotten is crucial to people who are victims of that, right? Yeah. Uh, and then there's there's the idea that some of this information could unduly influence your future job prospects, right? Or the more dangerous thing that if you were in an autocratic regime, let's say we all get a wild hair and uh, the the five of us, you know, us and, and Paul and you listening, we all say, hey, let's just – let's let's go to uh, North Korea. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Tehran or let's go to Turkmenistan. But before we do, years before we do, let's talk a lot of trash about them, like specifically. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all they have to do is Google search your name or run your passport through something, right? When you're at the border, and you might be detained. Uh, this isn't just something for the typical uh, boogeyman countries that are trotted out in Western propaganda. This also could occur in places like Thailand, which has very strict laws about how you are allowed to talk about the monarchy, what you can and cannot say about them. That's, yeah. that's a not a fun thing. I, I know. I think the right to be forgotten is um, – first off, it's, it's a net positive – for people who are just regular internet users. But it's also very difficult to convince companies and especially governments to to do that sort of stuff. And where does it stop? You know, if you're convicted of murder five years ago, should people not be able to know that you killed someone? I've, I've got something for you, though. What's that? Imagine this guy. Um, let's just say he's a, probably a billionaire. He's probably – he loves massages and um, – one day it's, you know, he gets in trouble with the law because he was getting these massages from um, underage women mm-hmm. and uh, ends up getting in a little bit of trouble for it. And then he wants to have all that information expunged after he, uh, let's say, does his time or at least gets away with a slap on the wrist. And then he wants all that information mm-hmm. to be forgotten because he has the right to be forgotten. How do you feel about that? It can't extend to serious crimes. It, it surely cannot. It surely cannot. 
Like, what, okay, so what if someone, let's say this person, again, hypothetically, we'll call him Jepstein. Okay. Uh, is, let's say that person, uh, instead of getting a cartoonishly illegal non-prosecution agreement, let's say they actually do get convicted of the crimes, which, if we're being honest, they totally committed, then they they shouldn't have that right to be forgotten. Like, they would be on the sex offender registry. That's different than if just they were floating not. around on the internet, right? Right, yeah. right, right, right. It, it is stored on the internet. People are supposed to be able to check the sex yeah. offender registry. But there's probably a paper copy of it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But that guy, that guy should not be able to, first off, he shouldn't have uh, ever been out of jail, but that guy, hypothetically, again, uh, should not be able to erase that sex offender status. You know what I mean? And I know sex offender status, this is probably a different episode, but I know uh, here in the U.S. that can get really tricky if it's uh, an action between teenagers. Have have you guys heard the horror stories about kids like texting each other nudes and getting arrested? I actually, when I worked for public radio years ago, did a piece about a girl here from Georgia um, who was with an underage boy by a year's time and uh, did an act that is very bizarrely referred to as sodomy, um, mm-hmm. oral sex. Yeah. And it was on school grounds, which is neither here nor there for the actual crime she got convicted of. But she got she got on the sex offenders list. And she was like 16 and he was 15 or 14 or something like that. And mm. I think at the time that was the age of – no, it, was, it must have been 17. Isn't that the age of consent in Georgia? 17? You know, I have never been in a situation where I had to worry about it. I haven't either, and that's why I always get confused because it's. Diff- I actually was talking about about this to my girlfriend, and in some states it's much higher, and in some states it's much lower. And I believe in Georgia it's yeah. seventeen, but then a relationship between a fifteen-year-old and a seventeen-year-old certainly isn't the same as a relationship between a seventy-year-old and a thirty-five-year-old. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. Also, side note for anyone listening outside of the states, in many in many states here in the U.S., uh, the age of consent is several years lower if the people get married. Okay. Well, That's at right. least it's good That's in right. God's eyes. Because do we here in the States, not that we, we're going off the rails a little bit, but do we have a minimum age for marriage? I bet it's 16. No uh, In some states you can get married at 14, which I think is egregious. Well, in Virginia, marriage is – it's unlawful. Did you guys know that? What? It's illegal to get married in Virginia. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was giving you the strangest look. It's but, just so backwards in Virginia right now. It's it's rough. Yeah. Um, I, it seems I, to be 16 pretty, pretty much across the board. Some, there's one in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's 14 for a male and 12 for a female. Yeah, New Hampshire, it's 14 for a male versus 13 for a female. Uh, We should say, before this sounds like a total dystopian Mad Max nightmare, uh, those those underage marriages are allowed with parental consent. That's right. So the parents have to at least say, you know what, you're 14, (laughs) but you've got a a great head on your shoulders. And I'm sure this decision will work out for the rest of your life. And without parental consent, it seems to actually be 18 pretty – well, no, there's one that's – Mississippi, 17 male, 15 female without parental consent. Then it's largely 18, 19, 18. Yeah, I'm looking down the list. Pretty much 18. So this – we I think we did uh, veer into some different corners. But this is an incredibly and profoundly important call. And if you are uh, hearing about this sort of stuff for the first time – 
and you live in the U.S., or really, if you live outside of the EU, you need to be very much aware, and I'm sure everybody has a little bit of an inkling of this already, you need to be very much aware that you do not have control over the information that you put online. Every Everything you do, you should consider that uh, something that later people will know about you. Very good point, Ben. Uh, last thing before we escape this one. By the way, if you have – if you deal with data mining at your job, feel free to call and leave a message. We will treat your voice the same way we did this caller and protect your identity um, if you feel like it's something important for the rest of us to hear, including everybody listening right now. Um, just an update, guys. We we got this on our Twitter and I think on our Here's Where It Gets Crazy page, the Efri Jepstein uh, case. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It is currently, as of last week when we're recording this, it, there's a new investigation into the plea deal that was uh, – that was – went into – or that he got in 2007, right? Non-prosecution agreement. Not even a plea deal. Okay. Yes. That, that's exactly what it is. Doesn't that just basically mean we agree to not prosecute you? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean it is, it is a plea deal. I just – I keep using the phrase – uh, non-prosecution agreement because that sounds just so far out of bounds. Came, apparently it came from – let's see. This this inquiry that's happening right now into the plea deal came from uh, Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska who posted this letter uh, on his website that just discussed it, uh, like what it is. And hey, we're going we're gonna to be looking into this. Oh, I thought you meant he posted it on our community page. No, I wish. Uh, ben <laughs> Sass, if you're listening, uh, that's pretty cool. A way to bring the sass. Yeah. Ben Sass. Ben Sass. He paid for that name. He earned it. He lived through elementary school with that name. He did. He really did. Ben Sass. All right. Well, uh, let's get to one of these ads. Let's do it. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Hello, my name is Anthony. I'm from Philadelphia, and I have something I don't want anyone to know. I failed to lift the toilet last night when I urinated. No, actually, that's not what I'm talking about. I believe... <clears throat> All right, guys, I'm going to come clean. I put two and two together. I believe. All right, here it comes. David Blaine. He's a magician. He's fantastic. I love that man. Besides that, he's able to hold his breath for more than 18 minutes. It is physically impossible to do that. Your body matter will begin to do very bad things. I believe that he has attained this world record from using some type of serum from the naked mole rat. The naked mole rat is able to hold his breath for up to 19 minutes underground during a collapse. A fascinating creature, completely naked. Anyway, uh, I think there's something to this, but I don't want it to affect Mr. Blaine's career. But I think he does not want us to know this. Please look into this. Excuse me. Bye-bye. First of all, shame on you for your toilet habits. <laughs> Any female or male. Okay, I'm going to come clean. I have something I don't want you to know. I, I, I pee sitting down. Every just, time? You know, occasionally. Sometimes I just want to take a minute, read an article. You're maybe, on your phone. Maybe I only have to pee. Understood. You know, you, have you had your break today? Sometimes my break is, uh, is taking a pee. But at night with the lights off, I would fall in. Oh, yeah? I would fall in, like in that Curb Your Enthusiasm. You don't episode. have a toilet light? No. Wait, I'm what? about to change your world. Are you serious? Yeah. I've got a really cool – it's like a light that clips in. I go for electric blue because I think it's a classy look. Uh, it fits inside your toilet bowl. Is it like ground effects for your toilet kind of? It's um, like the bottom of those bird scooters? I got a static one because, I, you know, uh, when, when I'm in, my, in a late-night scenario, I don't want to get spooked. I don't want to introduce new variables into the equation. Okay. So I've got – you know what? I know what you guys are getting for stocking stuffers, and I bet you will forget by the time this year draws to a close. That sounds pricey, Ben, but I'll take it. 
nothing like potty swag. <laughs> yes, potty swag, the new sponsor of stuff they don't want you to know. So first, uh, you are correct, sir. David Blaine, um, as of at least 2008, does have the world record for longest time spent holding his breath. It was 17 minutes and four seconds. Allegedly holding his breath. Allegedly. We don't know if he was doping with that naked mole rat serum. Naked mole rats are a real creature. Uh, They can survive 18 minutes without oxygen. Uh, They're also very, very different in comparison to most mammals. Yeah, it's true. There's an article uh, on NPR. Researchers find yet another reason why naked mole rats are just weird. And a researcher by the name of Thomas Park, he's a neuroscientist at the University of Illinois in Chicago, says that they've evolved under such a different environment that it's like studying an animal from another planet. Mm -hmm. Um, That environment being deep underground, I imagine. Yeah. They live in ant-like social structures. They have a they have a dominant breeder. Uh, they also have very slow metabolism, so they live for a very, very long time. And uh, they are no slouch when it comes to fighting cancer. So, sir, if your supposition is correct, if David Blaine is doping with naked mole rat derived serum to hold his breath for, frankly, superhuman amounts of time, what else has he? Uh, what else has he gained from the mole rats? So, what if David Blaine was, in fact, bitten by? <laughs> A oh, naked oh. a radioactive one, right? Yes, radioactive. Like from uh, Fallout. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> those are those are the pesky critters. They're quite large and they come mm-hmm. at you and you can usually just stomp on them. Um, but some of them are – the irradiated ones will, will mess yeah. you up. Um, I will further postulate, has anyone seen Mr. David Blaine pierce his own arm with a metal – uh, poker, <laughs> no. a spike. I th- was that on one of his specials? It was where he's doing it for Will Smith and his family and Kanye West and all these people like putting it through his hand or his arm uh-huh. or something. And then he pulls it out and there's no wound there. It's just gone. I think perhaps he's taken an octopus serum. Hmm? So, so we David can regenerate. Blaine, it's like an evil Dr. Doolittle. Mainly, <laughs> mainly gets his magic abilities from animal juice. Po- Which checks potions. out. Potions, guys. Oh, potions, but then potions have a limited, uh, a, a limited duration, right? Some of them do. Some of them will infect your entire character sheet. Have you, have you, <laughs> have you seen the one where he uh, pukes up frogs? Oh yeah, that one's pretty cool. Ooh. I think he's just managed to kind of like train his body in weird ways. Sure. But and the thing too, I guess with the world record, they. They check and make sure you're not wearing some kind of device. I mean, but then again, how strict do you think the the oversight for the Guinness World Records actually is? They would at least need to measure the oxygen levels in his blood. Yeah, one would assume. Yeah, um, and then make sure that the seals on whatever device is keeping him from unconsciously breathing work. But if you enter a meditative state, you can go quite a long time appearing not to breathe at all, like those people who freeze very quickly. And appear to be dead and then just can kind of get jumped like a car battery. Yeah, the, the White Walkers. Yeah, I know those guys. <laughs> so so I I think this is fascinating. And I can't believe we did two episodes on real-life superpowers. We didn't mention David Blaine. We also didn't mention uh, Harry Houdini, um, yeah. who we could consider sort of a, a predecessor of Blaine. Right? Absolutely. Or the, the uh, David Blaine 2.0, Chris Angel. How dare you? He's more more like a poor man's David Blaine. 
<laughs> Combined with like uh, Izzy Stradlin, you know, from was he in Molly Crew? Our, our next episode is going to have a, uh, a an incredibly furious call from Chris Angel. <laughs> All I know is I stepped into somewhere when I was in I was in Las Vegas one time when I was much younger. I just walked into some theater somehow, and it happened to be a Chris Angel show that was at like a bar setting, and it was fantastic. How old do you think he is? Oh, he's well into his 200s. <laughs> his, his human age is 51. You can't be that good at uh, illusions, Michael, if, you know, you're a young person. If you're less than 150, right? That's the entry. Exactly. And in a Time Magazine article, Dr. Ralph Potkin uh, does say the body can be trained to do this kind of thing and that you can train your body to um, ignore some of the spasms that it, it would naturally do to get you to gasp for breath. Uh, and that like you're saying, Ben, you could probably train your mind to go into a meditative state. Mm-hmm. But to the caller's point, I mean, I can't imagine there there must be a limit to that physically where your body would just start to like – convulse in on itself or something, you know. There's it, – it is fascinating. If you haven't checked out our Real Life Superpowers episode, please do. Uh, we should also do an episode on meditation in general. This uh, th- this is a related point. If you haven't heard it before, this is a baffling fact. Uh, due to a study of London cab drivers of all things, we do know that mind over matter is real in that – the type of thinking and cognition you practice will affect the growth of your brain. Uh, There's a test that all black cab drivers in London had to take for a long time was called the knowledge with a capital K. And when we say black cabs, I mean the traditional black cabs in London, kind of like the yellow taxis you'll see in big cities here in the States. The problem with taking the knowledge is that you couldn't use a GPS and you had to build a mental map of London. You had to know all the fastest routes and you had to know how to modify those routes uh, according to traffic and different, you know, um, public events and so on. And people generally don't pass this test, especially not the first time, but they found in these studies that drivers who had put in decades after passing the knowledge, uh, they had been practicing the knowledge as cab drivers, the parts of their brain that um, involve spatial awareness and that sort of cognition were physically larger than normal brains. So, So you can meditate your way into superpowers. It just takes a long, long time. It's not a not a 15-minute or afternoon profession. But I would love to do it. What would you guys do? If you, could, if you could learn one meditative power, would you learn this sort of super hibernation to slow your nervous system? I would just want to be able to control things with my mind, man. Telekinesis. Yeah. Dig it. Yeah. I think I, I keep going back to it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I want to have the Iceman's powers. Amen. Uh, the Trummo guy? Yeah. I yeah. want to be able to withstand like seriously freezing temperatures and just be just be cool about it. I actually in desperation resorted to trying to do that last week. Yeah? Yeah, I was very very mm-hmm. cold. I was circumstances led me to be locked out of a place for a few hours wandering in a town where I didn't know anyone, I didn't speak the language and everything was closed and I was like I'm going to try to breathe the way that guy did. Limited success. <laughs> yeah. You had some though. Ah, uh, I don't know, Matt. I 
I would need to practice a lot more. But I also didn't have naked mole rat serum to bring us back around, right? That's right. Okay, I got, I don't think we have time for any more. We have plenty of voicemails, uh, hundreds, in fact. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you say we uh, do another one of these? Maybe not sequentially, but we like skip. down the road. Yeah, down the road. Down yes. the road, yeah. Because these are really good conversations. And, like, we always kind of go into these thinking they're going to be little clip shows. Yeah. But they're really not. Like, I mean, there's so much good stuff here. Maybe not worth an entire episode, but definitely worth a cool, you know, 20-minute conversation. Sometime before the end of the year. We we may not be able to air every phone call we get, but we do listen to all of them eventually. Mm-hmm. That's the part in the asterisk. So – Please let us, and more importantly, your fellow listeners know the strange stories that you have found in your personal life or in your neck of the global woods. Uh, you can do that immediately by going to our Facebook page. Here's where it gets crazy. You can find us on M. Amazon. You can find us on Amazon, <laughs> uh, but uh, you can find us and talk to us on Instagram and Twitter as well. If you don't want to do any of that stuff, you just like, you know, doing things the not fully old-fashioned way, you could write us a snail mail if you want. You can go to our website and find that address. But if you want to just do the sort of medium old-fashioned way, send us an email. We are conspiracy at HowStuffWorks.com. BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. 
Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.